0: Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bolesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and again, it's just me recording in my car in North Austin at... Oh, it's only 2.02 in the morning. Uh, much better than last night, so, you know, that's progress. So, dear listeners, I am here to talk about day six of Fantastic Fest in our little Fantastic Fest marathon, and... Um, once again, uh, movies are going briskly. And, uh, so there's not much time between movies. So it's been difficult to, uh, you know, grab people to be a co-host, which is why I'm talking right now all by myself in a car. Um, so the festival is going well. Uh, for those of you who have not heard us talk about Fantastic Fest before, let me just lay out, uh, kind of the way the festival works. It's eight days long, and there's a first half, and there's a second half. The first half goes from Thursday to Sunday, and that is the time when all the films play once, or almost all the films play for one time, and uh, that is the time when Usually all the Q&A's happen with the creators. Uh, Celebrities come in. There are, you know, uh, promotions and all that stuff. And there's big crowds and all that stuff. Second half, which hits on Monday and then goes through Thursday, is pleasant. Like all the celebrities go home. uh, There's not such a crush of people usually the the weather's cooled off a little bit and you know the the people remaining are uh, the true film nerds the people who really want to see everything and so the second half also has where the the movies play their second time through so you start uh, picking up on the movies that you've heard uh, other people had seen in the first half that you didn't get to so you can kind of pick up on that stuff afterwards so um, I've been in I've been enjoying picking up on some of these. One of them being the movie Kill. So uh, today, dear listeners, I know I was talking a big game yesterday about trying to make every single movie slot this year. And of course, today, I didn't. Uh, I skipped the first 11 a.m. slot, and I'm, I'm so sorry about that, and yet not because I got some lovely sleep. So, 2 p.m. movie for me was a movie called Kill. And Kill is a brand new movie from India, Hindi language. And it is pretty much entirely an action movie. Not just entirely, not just an action movie, but I'm talking like almost every single minute of the entire runtime is action, and it's glorious. Um, it's only 108 minutes, so people who are avoiding uh, Indian movies because they tend to be four hours long, this one is not. So uh, it's, it's firm and tight, and uh, it is absolutely gonzo action. So the setup, my dear friends, is there. Is a woman, a young woman who is getting engaged. Her her father has arranged an engagement for her, and uh, that puts a damper on things because she has been in love for many years with this with this special forces captain. And the special force forces captain and her uh, are plotting to elope. And so, uh, after the big engagement party. Uh, to the other guy, uh, the woman and her family are traveling up to Delhi for some, for some reason. And the plan is the uh, special forces captain and his buddy, who is also a special forces captain, are going to uh, run away with her and elope. So they, the two guys are on the train. The family's on the train. Other people are on the sleeper train. Things are going well until dun, 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 a squad of bandits arrive and start robbing the train. And now the squad of bandits is like 40 guys and they're all related to each other. Families are big in India and this squad of bandits is no exception to that. So they all, the bandits show up and start going through the train and beating people up, yada, yada, yada. And of course, the two army captains are like, Hey! We're gonna save people, and so it's a squad of bandits, a couple of army guys, a bunch of a bunch of uh, civilians in a train, and it fighting in a train for most of the runtime. And it is creative. Uh, the The fight sequences are really well choreographed, and uh, oh, they don't as they say, don't pull any punches on the uh, gore. So uh, if you're squeamish, this is not the movie for you. Just saying. Uh, And also, I find it really, really amusing that it's really not proper for people to kiss in Bollywood movies. It's It's a social taboo. There have been a couple movies where they've pushed the envelope and kissed only recently, but this movie, nobody kisses, but a lot of people get murderized in very, very graphic ways. So there you go. That is kill. And I, this movie also pulls off, uh, one of the most baller, uh, credit polls that I have ever seen in my life. I admire it. The the entire audience clapped when it happened. So anyway, that's the thing. The next movie I saw, and a lot of people saw it because this was a, Uh, One of the big studio rollouts this year is a movie called The Creator. And I do believe this opens wide in theaters a couple weeks from now, maybe. Uh, The Creator is a movie from Gareth Edwards, who is the guy behind Rogue One, among other things. And it is... If you haven't seen the trailers... Imagine something that's somewhere between a Vietnam movie, the Vietnam War movie, and Blade Runner. Blade Runner meets Vietnam War movie. It's structured kind of like a Vietnam War movie, but a lot of the aesthetic is very Blade Runner-esque. Everything's kind of run down and and dingy. Uh, uh, A lot of Asian influences and... uh, and some stuff like that. And it is amazingly designed. The world is fascinating. And uh, it has a deep emotional core to it. Um, it didn't really get me, per se, in, in terms of emotion, emotionality, because I, uh, uh, apparently I'm made of wood, because when the uh, credits started rolling at the end. I heard just a ton of people crying around me. So that's the sort of movie. Anyway, uh, the plot of the movie involves a, a, a military guy, a U.S. military guy, uh, in is in this world where... AI has been has been banned in the United States because artificial intelligence uh, 15 years prior bombed Los Angeles, like put a nuke in Los Angeles and blew it up. So uh, AI and uh, uh, androids are banned in the United States, but rest of the world, uh, androids are kind of accepted as people too. So like in Asia, they are have, they've been fighting for equal rights and stuff like that. So this U.S. military guy is sent to kind of infiltrate this Asian installation uh, and uh, shut it down, basically. And the guy discovers that the thing that he has been sent after the weapon that he is supposed to be getting is a small child and a small replicant child. And this is not an ordinary thing in this world. You, you build adults, not children. And, but this child has been designed to be a child and then grow up like a human does. So this is a very special replicant and he doesn't know why this is a weapon, but here we are. But this child has been, uh, designed by his dead wife. And therefore it's kind of his, but he's got, he, he's American and he doesn't think of these synthetic people as people. He, He thinks of them as machines because of the Pre- that is the prejudice that Americans have in this world. So anyway, he runs off with this child and and you know like the the rest of the military unit gets taken down, he's stranded in Asia with this child and he's trying to figure out what to do with it, etc., etc., etc. Um it is I remember hearing somebody describe the way James Cameron movies work, which is James Cameron tends to set up very, very simple storylines because he needs the very simple storyline to be kind of the underlying structure on which balances an entire new world. So like Avatar, the plot of Avatar is very, very simple, but that's because that helps bring everything together in a world where everything is new. So the audience can focus on the uh, features of the world that they're seeing without worrying too much about the plot. So the plot doesn't get dense and laid down, and it's not too much for an audience to try to pick it apart and the creator works in pretty much the same way uh the emotional beats are entirely predictable at least i found them to be but the world building around it is absolutely fascinating there's a lot of social commentary in there um and the the production value is absolutely stellar the actors are fantastic they're there's Allison and Janie in a bit role, and that's something I always appreciate. And uh, ultimately, it is a very engaging, uh, high production value American movie, and uh, I applaud that. So hooray for the creator. I, I recommend seeing it in a theater because it is dazzling to see on the big screen. Also, the action is great. Next um, was the secret screening. The third secret screening of the festival, there will be four. So three or four, we've got... Uh, so, the dear listeners, the secret screenings work where everybody goes in. They don't know what the movie is going to be. Usually it's something that is... Sometimes it's been like unfinished movies or or movies that have been produced but not picked up for distribution, but there are are, uh, large projects uh, by well-known people or there's some sort of premiere agreement thing with other festivals that precludes uh, advertising it at Fantastic Fest, but they still got the rights to show it. So next secret screening. The secret screening today was, uh, to everybody's surprise, Dogman, which is the new movie by Luc Besson. Uh, it has, it does not currently have distribution, so I'm not sure uh, when or if it will come out. It, it will likely come out at some point, because Luc Besson still does have some pull. But uh, so, dear listeners, I don't know how you feel about Luc Besson. I don't like Luc Besson as a person because he's a sex pest. Uh, the, the Professional was a movie that was a little bit too autobiographical for him. Uh, and we'll just leave it at that for now. If you want to know more, look online. But Dogman is a fascinating movie. Um, so if you can get past the Luc Besson thing, uh, it's uh, it's quite a film. So... Dogman, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, The core character is uh, played by Caleb Landry-Jones, who you have likely seen in other movies, uh, delivering an amazing performance as a very odd man who winds up in prison, basically, in the, the first scene of the movie. He is a very odd, wheelchair-bound, cross-dressing guy who likes dogs a lot. And by liking dogs a lot, I mean he has a squad of dogs who he has trained to do anything and everything, including, uh, like, blackmail and bank heists. So, just saying... This is a movie with lots and lots of dogs. Very good dogs, I will say. Um, And actual trained dogs, not CGI dogs. There is a heist run by dogs in this movie, I promise you. Which means... I don't... I, I mean, I love dogs so much that I'm willing to overlook the Luc Besson thing just to watch this movie. So... uh. The dog man has landed in prison. Uh, a local psychiatrist has come in to see him and to determine where he belongs in the prison system. So she starts interviewing him, and that is how we get his backstory. And most of this movie is about his backstory, you know, how he basically came to be. And it is um, that the movie is. Very, very interesting because uh, the the lead character is handicapped and uh, the lead character is a crossdresser, but but a man he and ident- identifies as male, but uh, crossdresses and does drag, and uh, it and also by the way, Caleb Landry Jones makes a really good Marlena Dietrich. Just saying, so. Uh, Dog Dogman, hopefully that will come out soon so you can uh, see it for yourselves. And if you're a fan of Caleb Landry Jones, by God, definitely see it. So finally, that brings us to the last film of the night. And I was really looking forward to this one. Uh, this is a French film called Infested, also called Vermin. It is a brand new movie like I said, French, and it is basically attack the block with spiders. So there is this apartment building, a rundown apartment building, uh, with full of low income folks. Uh, and there's all sorts of, the, the, the building's old and really janky and the, the light switches sometimes don't work and there's water leaks and stuff. And, but the, the, the people in it are, uh, tight knit community. Um, a lot of them have, you know, some of them have like their own little grifts going within the community. Uh, the guy who is the lead character, uh, deals with, uh, reselling, uh, fancy sneakers to people. So he collects sneakers and then sells them off, and that's how he makes money. But also on the side, he collects rare animals. So he has, in his room, he's got snakes and lizards and and stuff. Basically, it looks like uh, my little apartment when I was in college. So millipedes and all sorts of fun shit. So as this character uh, goes out and is uh, getting some sneakers for a buyer... Uh, the guy who he's buying from has uh, imported some exotic spiders. This guy uh, deals with exotic animals. Some of them might not be legal, but you know, under underground black market trade of exotic animals, he's got a spider. and this uh, the lead character, Caleb, has seen this spider and goes, oh man, I want the spider too. So he takes the sneakers and the spider and goes home. Well, the spider, it's not just any spider. It's a—it's a its a sci-fi spider. So it's just, it's a spider of unknown origin that uh, 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 is problematic. Very poisonous, in fact. And so Caleb brings the spider home. Spider escapes. Mayhem ensues because this spider... Uh, can kill people and also uh, breeds really, really, really fast, which means very soon you have an apartment building filled with spiders. So if you're arachnophobic, this is not the movie for you at all. Uh, Anybody else who's a fan of creature features? This is a really solid little thriller. It's really fun. And, uh, but, but also it comes with a little bit of social commentary along with the big sandwich of, of, of crazy sci-fi spiders. So there you go. Infested. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So all four of the movies today were winners with me. I was very, very pleased with my day and I'm excited for tomorrow. So dear listeners, please join us tomorrow as I will be back once again with a report of the movies from that day. We're winding down uh, pretty soon, so we've got tomorrow and then one day after, and then Fantastic Fest is done. We might also do another uh, episode after that with uh, maybe like a a summary and possibly some people uh, talking about movies that I didn't get to see. So, dear listeners, please join us for the rest of the week. Join us tomorrow. I will be back with you soon. Bye-bye!